Welcome to the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. Today's episode is our final episode of the four-part series of Teachers Asking Teachers. Today, we ask Val and Eden about their excitement about this upcoming school year and what they expect. Here are your hosts, Dr. Jamie Collins, Natalie Davey, and Rachel Evans. <laughs> what is something that you feel intimidated about approaching? Um, basically the same as vowels. So (laughs) it's just, I feel like I, um, internship gives you every experience except for setting the expectations and being the one in charge. Like you're kind of the one in charge in internship. You, your teacher might leave the room. Um, but it's still not your classroom and it's not your kids and it's not your policies. Um, you don't really make any of the decisions. You just do what they tell you and um, and try your best. And um, and it's also very low stakes because if you mess something up, um, it it's not the end of the world. Your CT will probably bring it back for you. Um, and so it's scary to think that like that. Yeah, I'm gonna be just a kid myself walking into a classroom yeah. and and supposed to educate people and. Um, yeah, but that's also what I'm most excited about as well. Yeah. Because um, I have so many ideas, <laughs> so many ideas yeah. I want to put into place. Yeah. I want to decorate my classroom. That's what yeah. I'm so excited about. Like, oh, yes. I've got so many plans, so, lists, lists on lists on lists <laughs> yes. of things that I want. I want to put in my classroom to make mm-hmm. learning fun and to make it like a, a safe and fun place to be. Yeah. So it's a place that I'll enjoy being. In. Yeah. What are some of your ideas? Tell us. <laughs> we, I told Val today that we like hundred percent or yesterday stand making your classroom, your happy place. Oh yeah. So talk to us about your ideas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is really important stuff. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, you know, you're like there <laughs> more than you're anywhere. Mm. Oh, oh that, that's sad. <laughs> that's showbiz baby. <laughs> your bed in your classroom there you go basically like your ideal like comfortable book nook i want like my whole class to be that way um because like nothing gets you in the mood for reading like uh like cozy like you know yeah cozy spot so i want like i want a rug underneath my desk um i want tons of bookshelves i want YA books, young adult literature books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we can include some things from the canon if, uh, <laughs> if it's necessary. <laughs> if it's necessary. Um, but I want to uh, expose students to like really fun literature and then for them to be like, wow, this is way funner than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But th- like, this is possible. Yeah. I can enjoy reading because everybody can, everyone can enjoy reading. And they just, as Dr. Collins says, they're just not exposed to the right books. They haven't found their book. book. Um, so that's the space that I want. Nice lighting lamps. If they find the three prong lamps, so (laughs) not get coded by the fire department. (laughs) Get coded. What is it worth it? Have a wax warmer. What what happens? Yeah. After you get written up. Nothing. 
talking to two, baby. Talking to two. Talking to two rebels who have lamps and twinkle lights. So many lamps (laughs) and non-coated curtains. (gasps) You didn't spray your curtain with the flame retardant spray. (laughs) That's a thing. Don't tell. (laughs) I. I. I told somebody because they said we had to have all of our posters on our walls 18 inches oh, from yeah. the ceiling. You're not 18 inches from the ceiling. Yeah, no, they're not. And I said, I will take one piece. I will take one piece of data of a school catching fire from a poster on the wall. I don't need multiple examples. I need one. When you give me one, I will move them down. I will. Data-driven decisions, right? Yeah, I was like, I was like, you walk into here and tell me my posters will make you happy. <laughs> now walk out. <laughs> oh, that's. Amazing. I was in a school as the fire marshal was coming through inspecting it, and I was scarred. I was scarred for. He was so angry. I was like, okay. I was planning on having a wax warmer, but I guess not now. I know that, I know that they don't have a fun job. I completely understand. Yes. But the fire marshal and like they're just following what they're supposed to do. Right. I'm not right. mad at them. And they're keeping us. Safe. They are, but they take down our. T- Thanks, Doctor Collins. They, they take down my twinkle lights. And I, my coworkers can attest. I put them up right after. I'm just like up again. There they go. Ah, oh, rebel teachers. Environment matters. I got nothing. So Eden's place in the classroom are break codes. Yes, Val, what are you excited about? (laughs) Yay. Okay. (laughs) The thought of decorating room stresses me out, so not that. I'll help you. Really? What stresses you out about that? It's so creative. There's so many possibilities. Oh. And so, and I would be, I would struggle with breaking fire code. I'm a rule follower. <laughs> so many rules to follow. I'm such that a rule follower. <laughs> I admire that. I'll keep watching. <laughs> Never stopped Natalie. Never stopped Natalie. <laughs> I am such a rule follower. <laughs> Will you say the question again, Natalie? Yes. What excites about? you about next year? Like being on your own? Anything under the sun, like something you're looking forward to. I am excited to stand out in the hallway and fist bump the kids and have handshakes and know that they're coming to my room. That I'm not borrowing someone else's and awkwardly like, yeah, I think you can sit there, but I'm not really sure. Let me check with my CT, but I can't tell you that because whatever. Um, I'm excited just to be like, yeah, this is, this is it. Welcome. Welcome to my room. Like I want that process done. I want it to be set up and feel comfortable with it and just be excited to have my kids like I learned 150 kids' names really fast for internship, but I know they're wow. not my babies. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm leaving on Friday and I'll miss like five of them and mm-hmm. that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And But I learned a lot of names, but they weren't really mine. I knew mm-hmm. I was leaving and I'm yeah. excited to have the same kids. Like welcome to my space. Right over each name on your roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eden, anything else you're excited about? I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that I just thought of. Uh If you could teach any book next year, what would you teach Eden? (laughs) Any book. Oh my God. I'm saying anything. I'm not saying anything you've done in your internship. They say you can do band books. You can do graphic novels. You can do whatever you want. Oh my goodness. Choose one. Um, 
love that question. Um, I would really need like a sufficient amount of time to think about it, but I would obviously want to do a young adult lit lit book. At least like it would be so fun. I'm depending on the class that I'm teaching more, but, um, cause that also decides things. Sure. Um, I would love to just expose them to something that's simple, um, that you can analyze and be like, these are how we run the classroom and this is how we do literature so that when we cover more difficult stuff in the future, that it's going to be easier to cover. Um, so I really like this book, The Red Queen. I think that Ooh, would yeah, be a great popular. one. Yeah, it's yeah. really popular right now. Um, it would also be so cool to do like lit circles or something where, cause that's kind of like a, a girl book um you oh, know it's so the queen in so the title think. so yeah <laughs> so yeah. it would be cool um and this was a, an idea like tossed around at my second placement when they were deciding new books that they should be teaching yeah. um they were like what if we could build what if we could split the classes so that yeah these two teachers teach this book and these two teachers teach this book and students can decide so you can have like the red queen and then have something that's a little more geared towards boys, but they can choose whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just be so great to be able to offer a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do something that is just really exciting. That's going to get them excited for maybe more difficult books that we would have to, that we'd have to cover in the future right. and get them prepared for that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Val girl. Way to evade that question and not actually answer it. I did. <laughs> she got like queen, a very queen. <laughs> now look, that we we're not we're not etching that in stone anywhere. Like you can change it. So good, great answer. Now Val, next year you get any choice under the sun. What are you going to teach? I think I would teach Inside Out and Back Again. Oh. It's a verse novel about an immigrant from Vietnam. And I think that it just has so much to teach us. We read it when I did YA Lit two years ago um, or something Shit's like turn. that. It was COVID, yeah. whenever that was. And um, nobody else in the class liked it, but I just thought it was a great entry point for a lot of big conversations. It's also mm-hmm. very accessible because it's a verse novel. And so there's not a lot of text on each page. Right. And I just think that that's, we can empathize with the characters and think about essential questions, but also like get kids to like, Oh, this, I can read this. Like yeah. it's not, yeah. there's a lot of white space. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's different. There's dialects in it and just a lot of interesting things. And so I think I would start with that. Beautiful. What would you teach Jamie? Uh, I just, I'm just going to keep going around the table. If I could teach tomorrow. Yeah. Whatever I wanted. Yeah. The hate you give. Whoa. Okay. Have you ever taught it? Because it was. It's going to. A, yeah, it I mean, was like yeah. a novel that everybody was teaching for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Eden was. We'll do it with Eden class in a couple. In a little while. We do it towards the end. Intentionally. Mm-hmm. Because we need a lot of groundwork to have those mm-hmm. hard conversations. Is it in your social justice? I taught it the year after you guys. Okay. Um, for yes. The social justice class. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I would teach it again. And I did um, arts-based. So, like, we acted out scenes and we recreated, we did cameos and we did, like, visualizations and the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's laughing. Yes, okay. <laughs> I would teach that, too. Okay, so you... You guys did it too. All right. Blackbird. 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 We had people who did that poem 
and um, did it outside to like make the effect that much more. Oh. And then the girl called in to Dr. Collins's phone and then read the lines from outside. Whoa. It was dope. <laughs> we, we were not that hardcore. No. Yes, we were. Yeah. It was and really our love was born. It was, it was yeah. yeah, so just a little backstory. Yeah. Uh, 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird is a poem that I teach in the English pedagogy classes that I've taught. And this, I ask the students, I invite the students. <laughs> She performs us. Gives us the opportunity <laughs> to get silly. Yeah, to act out and embody the different stanzas of the poem. And it's 13 different cameos of looking at a blackbird. And so they physically move around their interpretation of each stanza. And I, okay, for the record, at the beginning, Val was like, you are not making me do this. She oh, was like true. that. She, she was true. like that. And I said, no, you're doing it. And she did it in a loving way, in a very loving way. And then at the end you were like, okay, yeah, fine. And then you did it. And what did you think of the poem? It was great. Yeah. So good. When you acted out, it is good. It's so good. good. Yeah. And Eden did great, uh, audios. Yeah. I, I was always full in. I was like lapping my wings. <laughs> I was making up for Val's um, <laughs> unenthusiasm, you might call it. <laughs> Her slow to warm approach. It's all right. Yeah, she, yeah, warmed. Yeah, yeah. she warmed. Yeah, she warmed. Yeah, comment. She warmed. She warmed. Everyone has a journey, Val. <laughs> <laughs> we made the eye video that would just blink at you. We like, we, yes. we like did boomerang. Blinking. Yep. Whoa. I got all up in your eyeball. And I was like, it was like, we put it on someone's eye. Yes. Just so the eye always watching. Yeah. Yeah. You guys created a visual. Yeah, we did. <laughs> See, this is why I love doing like movement, movement and yeah. arts integration and all the things. Cause you think about things in a completely different way. You and do. you remember that poem. And then you see other people do it too. And you think about it in a different way. Yes. yes. It's really good. My favorite was at the end, <clears throat> one of the students said, wait a second, I'm the blackbird. Yeah, got real quiet and just sat in it, and it was really powerful. Uh, I love it. Okay, Anyways. so the hit you give. Sorry, yeah, that's what I you think. I would do that, or I would also do something more whimsical, like we just read Wonder. Yeah, and I and there's just so much there, so much, and people are willing to talk about it because it's kids. Mm-hmm. So Wing Feather, you guys are doing too. Feather Saga, yeah, mm-hmm. did that a couple weeks ago. That wasn't Eden's favorite. Yeah, I think I heard. Yep, she's just like, this is okay. We did it. That's okay. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I would do one of those. Um, I wish I could go back and reteach the novels that I taught. And now. Do it now. Yeah. I would just do it like night and day. I wish I could yeah. do Frankenstein again. I wish I could do, yeah, I love Frankenstein. I wish I could do um, Catcher in the Rye again. Like I just, oh, I wish yeah. I could just do them again now that Holden I. Caulfield, man. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wish, yeah, I wish very much that I could kind of do that. I would love to do Shakespeare again. Mm. Just all of it. Um, So I think about when I talk to my students about teaching, I imagine what it would be. I still imagine in my mind what it would be like to teach high schoolers or middle schoolers as I'm thinking about the different texts and the young adult lit. I have to keep reminding myself to make it college because in my heart, my mind, I'm thinking about it like a high school, uh, which is, it needs to be a component because there's a lot of English teachers who are taking the class, but um, I do have to remind myself. Okay, wait, we can still do this, but I have to add another edge to it. So college people feel like it's college-y. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I think about. I think about going. I loved the moment of like a group of kids in a room and reading something and then going, 
and like yes. like <laughs> feeling the gas. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I raise it in the sun where yeah. like we, we turn these moments and also <gasps> what happened, you know? And so it's those kinds of moments that I yeah. really miss. Yeah. And yeah. It, it happens in college. It's just in a different way, sure. in a richer, meaningful way. Sure. But I do miss that adolescent that moment book or just saying, I actually like to read. Yeah. You know, those little moments. I know that was little moments that are transformational, life-changing yeah, moments. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a student, um, she was like, I'm not a reader, so I won't be doing independent reading day. And I said, yes, you are. We just got to find the right book. Yeah. And she picked up Kite Runner. Oh, baby. And she read it. What a wild and ride. Was, and she, I saw her reading it outside of class. <laughs> I saw her reading it in class, of course. And at the end, she just said, this book has changed my life. Mm, yeah. And it was like, she couldn't even put words to it. Wow. No. And then I said, let's read a, a second book. She says, I understand if you say no, but may I please read it again? Oh. And I said, yes. yes. <laughs> and she'd read chapter, chapter. And she goes, it's a different book. That's and so right. that, I, mean, I get chills even thinking about her sweet little face saying that. Cause she sat right by my desk. Uh, but those kinds of moments are just really special. So I, special. I will carry those forever. Beautiful. I'll do. Um, Rachel, what would you teach? I've been sitting here thinking about it because she has her phone. Out. Jamie's I have my good reads up. Jamie started talking about the hate you give. And it was the only book I could think of in the whole world. Oh yeah. Um, it does that. It's so good. It's one of those books. Yeah. It does that. And, it, and yeah. for right now, it's really important. It is really important. really important. So that was a really, that was a really good answer. Um, so I just, so I, a couple of thoughts I had, I just read, um, legend born by Tracy Dion. Oh, good call. Is that the one you suggested to us? Yes. Okay. So it's, um, young adult fantasy and, um, the main, the protagonist is a young black woman who's going to, um, like an early college, uh, thing. And she kind of stumbles on that magic is real and she finds out magic is real. And then she's kind of torn between these two worlds of one is, um, like this old, like secret society from like, uh, descendants of King Arthur. Mm. So all these like white old Southern families. Mm -hmm. And then she also meets, um, some black women that, are have this like other branch of magic and so kind of like this the earth and there's this um root magic and then the arthurian one is blood magic and so it's kind of this idea of like um the blood magic is uh, there's there's a debt to be paid and these people are just stealing and stealing and stealing and stealing for the magic and then the root magic is um asking and borrowing and, um, connecting with ancestors. Um, and so she's kind of figuring out the, the being in both of these worlds and making choices in both these worlds and finding people she cares about in both these worlds and navigating that. So anyway, you teach it. I think I would want to teach it or yeah, I did. So I, (laughs) our library does this thing where every month they have like a different suggestion mm-hmm. and I suggested it. And one of my students from like two years ago, like came into my classroom. <laughs> Don't, no. She came in and she's like, Miss Evans, I read your book. I was like, okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, hey, you okay. 
Yes. I was good. like, what do you not like? She's like, well, it got better as it went, but it was like pretty slow in the beginning. I was like, okay. So anyway, we talked about it, but she, she didn't like it. She didn't like it. Okay. So, or East of Eden. Oh I my love God. East of Eden. Rocks. Oh, what? That book rocks. <laughs> oh, you read it. Yes, we need to read it. We need y'all. Have you top read 10. it? No. Top ten. Easy. Maybe top Easy. five. If you want of all books you've read ever. What? Ever. What? John Steinbeck? Really? Yes. I know. Okay. I know how it sounds. <laughs> I know how it sounds. <laughs> it's so good. Even his dedication to Pam or whoever it is, he's like. Anyways, I can't talk about it. I'm gonna cry. I'm okay, just thinking about it, and I'm like tearing. Wow. You want to know about the nature of man? You read that book. You read the Bible and that book. Yes. And brokenness and salvation and redemption. Isn't it a big book? But you can't put it down. You can't. I mean, it's what? 500, 600 pages? I think I read it in like a month. I kept telling Connor every time I read it. I was like, listen to this line. And he's like, at what point should I just read the book? I read it in 20 pages and I'm like, listen to this too. <laughs> so good. It's such so a good. good. So good. And <laughs> talk even about. Yeah. We won't. But we could. Natalie, what book would you teach if you could right now? Um, the first book that popped into my mind, so I'm just going to stick with it. And I don't want to think about it too long because I'll think of 12 others. Sure. Um, we were here. Matt Delapena. You suggested that book that for my YA Lit class. Yeah. Yep. That's what I would do. Yeah. I think probably because for a lot of the same reasons that Eden gave earlier of analyzing something that's super accessible, easy to read, very much written from a narrator's perspective that's like teenager, talks sure. like a teenager, lingo, like everything reads teenager, but deals with existential questions is very, I just think about that book and it's so, yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, and also deals a lot with like guilt, punishment, redemption, salvation, all sorts of different things. Um, so that's probably what I would do. Love it. Question. Thanks. It was off the cuff. Yeah. Also, I got that question in interviews when I was interviewing oh. for jobs. Oh. I said, did you really? Yeah. yeah. I did say that at one interview. What, what, I think I said we were here at some of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, they were asked you, if you could teach any book, what would you teach? Wow. What would you teach? That's your list. The more you know. Yeah, that's your ready. Ready. That's ready. ready. That's right. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I, my last, this is my last question really quick. If you could provide one sentence of um, encouragement or wisdom to somebody, what would it be about... Uh, I gotta give a little bit more than that. It's like about life. <laughs> Yay, go! Classic Jamie Collins, right there. Do the thing. <laughs> now he says, "Don't forget to floss." Okay, um, and it and you were talking to somebody who was thinking about um, going into teaching, thinking about going into education. Um, somebody who was kind of throwing around the idea. What, what's one phrase or what's one thing that you would share with them to help them with their decision, not to tell them what to do, but to help them thinking about their decision, um, as far as moving forward with 
with life and teaching and thinking. I don't know if this is going to be one sentence, but <laughs> let you have two. Oh, okay. Um, no, before we started recording, we were talking about on the best days of teaching when, when students, when I feel like I'm really connecting with students, I feel like the content's really connecting with students. We're having conversations and things are flowing. Mm-hmm. I leave feeling so exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so fulfilled in a way that I don't experience elsewhere. Like just so like purposeful and joyful and absolutely spent. Yeah. And those days are what is worth it to me. So go do that. Yeah. Thank you. That's my show. Eden. Why? Are you asking me why or are you saying, no, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, people, for some reason, I keep getting this question. Um, I've been meeting a lot of new people recently and they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a student. I'm going to be an English teacher. And they're like, oh, like, do you make a lot of money? <laughs> That's pretty easy, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, actually. <laughs> um, and I just really thinking about my my intentions of why would I want to be a teacher? Yeah. And um, like the decision that I've come to is that the it's a ministry and it, it is fulfilling to um to be be able to like pour into young people's lives yeah. um and to be a good influence um because there aren't there aren't that many benefits like aside from that like it's really exhausting you take your work home with you all the time mm-hmm. when you're not actually teaching you're grading or planning or attending meetings or <laughs> mm-hmm. staying up at night thinking about your papers <laughs> yes. Yes. um and so yeah, it's kind of intimidating. I hope that when I get into it, I still can keep the perspective of like, okay, th- I'm not doing this for me. Um, like I have a purpose in teaching and it's not it's not a selfish reason and and I have to be okay with um with with doing what I do for other people. Absolutely. Val, how about you? Um, I think I would say that we get to hear their voices mm, and that's, that's really good. special. Yes. We get to honor their voices. We get to give them a space for their voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they, at all students get that in the rest of their mm-hmm. life. So get to do that for them. Absolutely. Um, okay. I'll try to keep mine short too. Um, I would say the best work is hard work and holy work. That's what I would say. It's mm. beautiful. Jimmy? Oh, I was going to end it up. Dr. Jamie Collins. No pressure. Um, yeah, I would, I would say um, that teaching is trying to consistently find a balance between knowing who you are and also discovering who you are between taking care of others and taking care of yourself and between planning and uh, 
being intentional and also uh, trusting and being spontaneous Mm. and the navigating that. Yeah. Is the beautiful tension I would Mm. say of teaching. Beautiful tension. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it absolutely is a process of making you, um, of sanctification. (laughs) Mm. Say what of, it is. Yeah. Of transformation, of um, of becoming who you are and also who you're not. Both of those things we always need to hold intention, I think. So. Wow, guys, this is so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Val, you. you're going to be having awesome us. teachers. Yeah. Yes. Aww. It's worth it. Yes. Tend your acre. Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for. Um, being open and honest, posing questions, um, answering our questions. And yeah, absolutely. We want to encourage you to continue to walk the journey that is in front of you and know that it is big and it is beautiful and it is complex and that uh, we're here for you. And there are other teachers and other humans who are around who are here to support you. And um, the world needs you and our students need you in whatever capacity that is. Um, Don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> We're crossing our fingers. And graduation is so close. And it's just on the other side. So and it's beautiful. And it's so exciting when you get your own room or when you, ugh, there's, there's nothing like it. Mm. So um, we are uh, just so grateful that people are continuing to choose to go into this work. So thank you for going this far. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate thank you for having us. It's great. We hope that you've enjoyed this four-part series with Val and Eden and our hosts. And we encourage you to have an incredible school year. We're in this with you. We're excited about this with you. And there is so much more to come from Teachers Change and Teaching. Thanks for joining us. You guys have an incredible rest of your summer. We'll see you soon.